This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Thursday, May the 19th, 2016. Hey, good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour. My name's Homer Lopez, and I'd like to thank you for joining us on day four of what I call a hostage situation. If you're sitting there at work, just salivating for Friday afternoon so you can call it your time. In the meantime, what do we do? Gold and silver. The, the physical delivery of it. Legal, lawful, constitutional tender. Get your hands on it. and It's as easy as giving us a call at 1-800-951-0592. And the lovely Sarah is here today to take your phone calls, answer your questions, walk you through your order. Or go check us out online at allamericangold.com. Not only can you order online, look at the products there, but you can check out the news to disturb the comfortable gather that news, process that news, do what you will. But that news, and all of this is put together for you by the Patriot Trading Group and its owner. His name is Joe Jaquint, the CEO of the company. Joe, it's Thursday, man. What's going on in the market? What's happening with you? How What's are happening? You? Well, how are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm great, man. I'm great. I, I'll just tell you one thing. Uh, rain came. Rain gone. Yeah, it's gone. Sometimes, I mean, <laughs> I was, I, I'm not kidding you. I was in my backyard putting this morning, just practicing my putt. I'm like, it's hot already. It's 7 a.m. It's warm outside. The sun was hitting me. We had a good, good spring. We though. had a great spring. We though, really though. did. Been, it hasn't been uh, that hot at all, but it's coming. That heat is coming. Well, and you know what? You know you're, you know you're getting your old. You, you know you're getting old when that's all you care. Oh God, it's gonna be so hot. That's all I could think about. <laughs> Well, you know what? I guess the the big news happened yesterday with the releasing of the Fed minutes from the April meeting. Of course, this is the meeting where all the private bankers that none of us have any say on, that we don't know exactly what they do and, and where all the money goes and what they own, what they don't own, what they manipulate, what they don't manipulate. And if you go out to allamericangold.com, the very first article is a recap uh, of those minutes and tells you what you need to know. And, and they, they came out with a, a very strong, hawkish, like, you know, they're, they're getting ready to, to go for another quarter of a point rate hike as long as the data gets better. And the funny thing was is they used continue to improve. And and it has me confused because the GDP numbers you know, third quarter of last year, which is always the best quarter, it goes second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, first quarter. Those are usually the pattern for GDP Third quarter being the best, second quarter second best, then then the third quarter or the fourth quarter being you know not so good, and the first quarter is always the weakest. And of course that makes sense. It's after Christmas, everyone's really broke then. But we went from three percent GDP growth to one point four percent to a half of a percent, and I'm wondering. 
where they continual improvement they're talking about. Uh, the unemployment rate hasn't gotten any better. It's been stuck around 5% now for, what, the last three, four, five months. Are we talking about the real unemployment rate or the well, no, no, the, the fake one, the fake one. As as Bitterman, Charles Bitterman gave uh, that interview this week, saying, "Hey, listen, the only good numbers they come from the government and they're seasonally adjusted, and we actually track the actual numbers in real time because you know it's the it's the age of computers, so you can do that sort of stuff." And said, uh, "Yeah, it's not true." But jobs, uh, jobless claims came today a little higher than expected. 278,000 people lined up for unemployment checks for the very first time. That was actually more than they had expected. But by the time I got to work, somehow they came out and said what a great number it was. And I couldn't, I didn't really understand can it. I, can I share something with you yeah. about the jobless claim? What's going on now? An interesting thing's happening with people that are graduating and that have graduated in the last five years. Okay. If you look at anybody that works as a server in a bar, behind a bar, at a restaurant, guess what? 70% of them have some form of a degree. Of, above high school? Above high school. If, you're, if they're working as a bartender, a barmaid, a server, they have a degree. They cannot find... Listen, you go get yourself a political science degree. You go get yourself a philosophy degree. You go get yourself a business degree, okay? A, oh, I, I, liberal uh, arts. Liberal arts. Go, go, go get those, because I'm here to tell you, unless you go into education where it's highly needed, unless you go into an actual field where that skill set is in demand, healthcare management, those types, I'm here to tell you, go be a nurse, you'll get a job. Okay, but if you go into All these... right, so, so far, here's what I've heard. Nurse, teacher. Nurse, teacher, in demand. Okay? And, I, and, and, and I'm just telling you right now, it's an interesting thing. My wife and I had a conversation on the way in. She goes, Homer, can you help these kids find a job? I'm like, listen, I'm busy finding people that are needed right now. Those guys, right, th- th- nobody needs them. They got a liberal arts degree. Great. What are you going to go do with that? Okay? Maybe you can go teach, but if that's what you really want to do. Okay? But I'm even here to tell you, I'm, ju- I'm just telling you right now, this whole idea of people going into sixty, seventy, $150,000 worth of debt on education, I don't know how you're going to pay it off because you ain't getting a job right now, okay? You better be entrepreneurial. You better make an app. I don't know. But I am telling you right now, you're going to be serving me and my family dinner with that degree here pretty soon. Wow, there you have it from a guy who knows. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll get back to what the Fed had to say next. Picture Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. Buy the pullback. Gold pulled back about 20 bucks total. That was the, the damage. Matter of fact, if you're if you're looking right now, gold's down twenty at twelve hundred fifty-three dollars. Kitco has it down, I think, four or five dollars because most of the fall happened uh, after gold closed, and the Fed minutes came out yesterday afternoon. Uh, but take advantage of the pullback. Silver, I'm telling you again, buy it again, buy it again. Uh, silver pulled back almost seventy cents, about sixty-five cents. A uh, great buying opportunity. 
uh, in the silver markets. Make sure you take advantage of these pullbacks. They're not going to last long, but take advantage of them. We're talking about jobs. We're talking about the Fed. And the Fed talking about how, hey, if the data improves, we're going to raise rates. Well, you know, maybe the half of a percent. And, I, and I'm stunned. I really am. I'm like, wow. They can't be serious, right? They've, they've got to just be talking tough but not really meaning it. You know, that's the way I live. Because I know they get all the data that I get plus a bunch more. And I don't get it. Never in the history of the Federal Reserve System have they talked about raising rates with GDP that's almost negative. It's never happened. When wage growth doesn't exist, when inflation, at least by their measures, doesn't exist, it's never happened. But before we get there, I just want to highlight something. You know, Homer kind of took us in a direction that I think really needs to be talked about. Because something happened, it was now, what, three weeks ago or so, as the, the colleges are out for some. Well, they're not all out. Some are getting out. It's, 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 every school's different. Uh, Grand Canyon's the first one, I think, here in Phoenix. That, that has but they're, they're, yeah, not, but they're, they're, yeah, they're all getting out, and these kids are all trying to get summer jobs. But let me start off by saying this. I'm going to give everyone a piece of advice. If you're out there or you know somebody out there that's looking for a job, is in the marketplace, or looking for an internship, you have to understand one thing in today's world. In today's world, everyone lives on social media. Your kids included, your brother included, and maybe you. I don't know. Let's set this up for them. So we're talking about if you have children, maybe it's your grandchildren, maybe it's you that's, that's in college and getting ready to enter the workforce, or if you're not getting ready, you're not ready to graduate yet, you're a sophomore, you're a junior, and you're trying to get an internship or something that will get you ready for for the real world and your career path, this is kind of what we're setting up here. These are This is the, the people that you're talking about. Right, I'm talking about, the advice I want to give is understand, you know, the hiring process is such a incredibly taxing process when companies make a hire because it has to work. Turnover is expensive in a company. And understand, whether you know it or not, if you submit your resume to a company, whether it's online or through a recruiter, or you, you know, somehow get referred to somebody, and they've got your resume, you are immediately vetted through your social media. They go to Jack B. Nimble at, at, at Twitter. They go to Jack B. Nimble at, at, at Facebook, and they look you up. And if you have anything that's disparaging, maybe a joke amongst your friends, because here's what happened. Recently, I was working with a young man, and you know he needed some help getting connections within his industry that he's going into. And so I said, yeah, I'm, let me refer you to a few people I know. And what happened is one of the CEOs of the companies I referred him to, and I highly recommend this young man, sent me an email, and it said, hey, is this the same person? Click on this link and take a look at this page. And what you saw there was a page of this young man bantering with his buddies, and there was a few foul language-type words 
exchanged amongst friends. But I'm here to tell you, it's out there, people. It could be pictures of you toasting your friend with a beer. Let me let me reset it, though. You're not giving the whole story. This is a young man that is on a full-ride academic scholarship. Absolutely. He wants to be in the in the healthcare-related type industry, yes, right? exactly. Healthcare management. Yes. He is, was applying for a unpaid well, he, internship, he requ- we right? Requested, we requested paid or unpaid internship. It doesn't matter. I want to get my foot in the door within the healthcare industry. He's a junior. He's going to graduate college in three years. Yeah, he's a sophomore graduating next year. He's essentially a junior this year because of his academic uh, stature and how well he's done uh, since graduating high school. And, uh, man, wow, to my chagrin, the email I got from And you know what? I replied to that CEO, and I flat out said, yeah, that's him. But you know what? Lesson learned. I will talk to him and tell him he's got to either secure his social media or get rid of it. And to his and surprise, I will yeah. tell everybody, nothing that you wouldn't expect from a 20-year-old. And it wasn't like, uh, it was as far, because I saw, Homer had showed it to me, there was one bad word in there. Oh, I, right, one bad word. And it started with the letter F amongst his little buddies talking about some music video or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's all it was. That's all it was. And... To to our surprise, I simply told him, you know what? Regardless, this you know kid, this is a good kid. I highly recommend you still talk. I would recommend him to anybody. This here is 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 a lesson to be learned. And he said, you're right. Let's let's have a meeting. And so so what I want people to understand is, regardless of that meeting or any meeting that he still hasn't landed the job yet. Right. So this is this week now. I mean, hiring <laughs> with any corporation is. Such a long taxing process. Right now, if his name was Rajesh from India, and he could come over on a visa, he'd already be hired. That's that's about right. I mean, it's truly, truly just amazing when you look at uh, the stat. And I even, so during the break, I kind of put Homer to task here about his comment where, hey, in the, the bar, bar world, the restaurant, serve, bar, restaurant service. bar service world, that 70% have, have some form of degree above a high school degree. And I said, are we talking an actual degree, like an associate's degree, associate's or degree. are we just talking some some college? Associate, no. And Homer said, nope, not some college, an actual, at least an associate's degree or more. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you think they're back there watching dishes for twelve fifty an hour, blah blah, they got to live on tips and whatever it is, okay, to get by. Because mom and dad, they're still living with mom and, and dad. And, they're working somewhere, and right? I, and I'm just sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, what are these morons at the Federal Reserve really doing? What what are they really looking at? And they and you know the realities are very very simple is the way I look at it, which is. You know, I go back to the last depression this country had. And it it really is amazing about, you know, history repeats itself and, and how much you can learn. And, and remember Ben Bernanke, who uh, was the head of the Federal Reserve after Alan Greenspan, before Janet Yellen, and he was supposedly the, uh, the expert of the Great Depression. And no one had studied this more than this man, 
right? He had wrote a thesis, almost entire books about it. And all the mistakes that the central bankers and, of course, the elected officials, the government, made. And, you know, you go back and you look, okay, the stock market crashed in 1929. The latest time, 2008, right? That's the height, the, you know, the, I guess they say the financial crisis hit in 08. Of course, here in Phoenix, the housing market crashed and you know, started crashing in 05 when it spiraled and but it was 08 is the is what they use. So in 1929, four years later, 1933, they closed the banks and they took the gold because they wanted the ability, because they believed the only way out was to run a printing press. See, and you just couldn't get enough gold out of the ground fast enough to increase the money supply, and this is what we had to do. Right? They gave you $20.67. Of course, 67 cents then was, you know, you could buy a whole side of beef. Now you can't even buy a candy bar. I mean, that's a huge disparity. This is what they've done. Think about this. 67 cents. You probably could have fed your family for several weeks, and if it was just a couple of years, maybe a month. Now you can't even buy a candy bar. I mean, you got to get, you need double that amount. I mean, if you see candy bars are like a dollar eighty nine. That's a candy bar. Right. What blows so, me away when right. I go up and maybe two for three dollars. Right. Two for three dollars is a deal. I'm like, it's the Snickers. Right. We're not even talking the giant size Snickers. Three bucks for two Snickers. When did it what happened? But to we deal? pretend that, that there's no inflation that's not happening, but so four years after oh eight would have been twenty twelve. In twenty eleven the Federal Reserve had already, you know, rates were already zero, but they launched QE3, which took the Fed's balance sheets to unprecedented levels. And so almost the same time frame from when they, they got rid of the gold because they wanted to hyperinflate, they wanted to print money. They wanted to start the super printing. And so they did the exact same thing again. During the Great Depression, four years after they closed the banks and confiscated the gold, they thought they had fixed the problem. It was 1937. And, and you know, the problem with the history books is they never finish the story. They, they start the story and then seem to not want to really educate you on the actual details. They lie about the facts of how it happened, right? Then they lie about how they fixed it and all these things. And, and that's why you tune into this show, because you actually learn what really happened. In 1937, the Federal Reserve said all fixed, and they started raising interest rates. And you think about, that that was eight years after the stock market crash. And you look at today, 
Here we sit in 2016, eight years later. Right, and you could say maybe it was 07, right? Because you could debate, was it 07 or 08? If it was 07, the numbers fit a little better. 07, four years later, 2011, four years after that, 2015, and they did raise rates in December of 2015, right? They, 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 they tried to declare that things are all better. We're following the exact same program. And then you look at the actual data today of the quote-unquote all better. There's no GDP growth to speak of. I mean, GDP growth is about as, as big as what they say the inflation number is, which means there's no growth. If if GDP is 1%, okay, but they said that inflation was 1%, that would mean you didn't grow at all. All of that would mean is the price of the stuff went up 1% and you paid the 1%. If GDP went up 1%, but inflation went up 2%, technically you actually shrunk. But they're talking about all better. I'll tell you what happened after 1937. So as we walk down memory lane, and are we in the throes of history repeating itself? You know, remember, go back to the book, and we did, you know, story time with the creature from Jekyll Island. G. Edward Griffin's book, talking about how they had the bankers and their their power banker friend in Congress held secret meetings in Jekyll Island, Georgia, and essentially conspired against the American public to create a central bank that served the interest of the Rockefellers, of the Illuminati, of the, you know, there was the, the, the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and the Warburgs and, and essentially consolidated the banking industry, consolidated the deposits. And you think about what we have now, we have another version of that, right, where now 70% of all deposits in this country are in five banks. And it actually might only be four banks. I mean, it's, it's just incredible. But they created, remember the Roaring Twenties. And the Roaring Twenties were roaring. A lot to do with the central bank and the stock market and the issuance of debt and the crash that happened. And they blame a lot of reasons. First, it was because the Fed Governor Strong died, and he was the guy that gave everyone the faith that we could do what they were doing, which all of us know, hey, eventually, uh, when you get leveraged too much, when you create too much debt and the ability to pay and the speculation running rampant, you're going to get a crash. And you think about the run-up that we had 
to the financial crisis. And, and, and the bubble that the Fed had been blown, first they had the NASDAQ bubble. The only way out of that, they created the housing bubble. When that went, then we had the financial bubble that went. And so you, you think about uh, the similarities there. Then you think about, hey, four years into the crisis, they just couldn't get enough money. Right? They couldn't print enough. They needed That was their solution. We need to print more money. And that's why they went and took what was the money, gold. And they wanted to create this thing called inflation, which really never existed. Never. War time. Right? There was a little bump in inflation during World War One, And then right as World War One ended, the inflation rate went totally negative. Nobody cared. They knew, okay, yep, it's just a... It was up 10%, now it's down 10%, and we'll get right back to zero. And it's been that way for hundreds of years in this country. And then they said, see see how smart we are? Aren't we just the best bankers ever? I mean, I know we took your gold from you, you know, but we gave you 67 cents, and don't worry about the fact that we raised the price to 35 cents three months after we took it from you. Don't worry about that. That's complicated banker stuff. And we fixed it four years after that. And they started raising rates. Only to find out by the end of 1937, they hadn't fixed anything. Matter of fact, Ben Bernanke in his little book, The Courage to Act, talked about how he had learned from the mistakes of the Great Depression. And then you start really looking at the similarities between the two. And and maybe the names have changed, right? But the issues all revolved around debt and the creation of the debt. The issue all revolved around wanting to consolidate banker control which is what we got, by the way, out of the financial crisis. I don't know if any of you, most people uh, don't want to talk about it. But the amount of banks has almost been cut in half just since the crisis. I mean, go back to the 80s. There was 18,000 banks in the 80s. We're down to five, 5,000, and only really, let's say, five that really matter, and maybe you get, maybe you get to 20. And after you got to the, the, the top 20 banks, you got 90% of the money. But here we sit, eight years later, trying to claim that we fixed it again. But yet there's not one piece of economic data. If you went back 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 30 years, in the modern era, where the Federal Reserve would have even, first of all, they wouldn't even be talking about rate hikes with the data that that we have. They'd be actually having emergency meetings about rate cuts. But now they're trying to say they fixed it. And you see what happened and what people don't realize about the Great Depression, it didn't end in 1933 it didn't end in 1937 
The United States was back in recession, and it stayed there until a little thing called World War II happened. The real lesson, not the one that Ben Bernanke thinks he learned, but the real lesson was we weren't out of it. We don't know how to come out of it. What the, the effects of this endless money printing and debt, we don't know how to do it. The realities are, after world, think about World War II, every major industrialized city of the world, with very few exceptions, was rubble. I mean, you think about all of Europe, through Poland, through the, the, the Slovakias, and into Russia. You talk about England, and, and you look at Japan, and all. I mean, pretty much all of the major economic cities of the world were rubble. And that's how we got out of the Great Depression. It started with the military-industrial complex, right? We stopped building cars, started building tanks. Anybody that wasn't working was either fighting the war or now working to, to build the stuff to help them fight the war. And then after the war was over, hey, we had to build the stuff to help rebuild all the cities of the world. But the question is, well, what, ha- what would have happened without World War II. And quite honestly, what's going to be the World War II that gets us out of this one? Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Uh I've got twenty US twenty dollar liberties. These are the 1866 to 1907 gold pieces. 1395. It has been, boy, I'd say about eight eight weeks, at least six weeks since they've been uh, this affordable. I've only got 20 of them at 1395. Uh, yesterday we ran those Buffalo rounds, which went fabulous. Thank you so much. Today, uh, U.S. Silver Eagles. If you buy them, uh, you know, a roll at a time, four oh five. If you buy a case of Silver Eagles, that's five hundred. Uh, we'll do them at at uh, four hundred dollars a roll, or ten thousand dollars even on a case of U.S. Silver Eagles again. Probably four, four to six weeks, uh, the cheapest price in silver. Take advantage of both of those because we haven't fixed it. I mean, really, and the funny part is, is everybody just goes along with the, the uh, well, if the data continues to improve, but not, none of the data is improved. You know, when you think about from when they raised rates in December, when they started the all fix all of the data and i mean all of it has gotten worse 
GDP worse? The unemployment rate actually ticked up a, a, a tenth. I mean, wink, wink, nod, nod, that, that unemployment rate. Right? Wages aren't growing. Inflation, really, I mean, outside of the oil thing, you know, gasoline's just back to where it was in December. Right? We got cheap gas for, like, January, February, and now it's back to where it was in December. Right? I mean, I guess if you want to call that inflation. You know, and, and they talked about, remember, this was the reason for the big Wall Street. By the way, Wall Street negative now for the year. It's down uh, 100 and, what is it down here, 150 points this morning. Now is uh, has lost all the gains from the from the year, back in negative, and a lot of people talking about get ready to going back to its February lows, and if they raise, you know, here's the, I guess here's the other thing that I think is really interesting because I still believe I believed in December raising rates was a mistake in December. Raising rates again will be a, just another, whether they do it in June or not, another mistake. Because the, the realities are the data doesn't support it. I wish it did. That would be wonderful. Wouldn't it be great if the GDP was growing at 3, 4, 4 and a half, go great 5% and everything was overheating? That would be great. Instead, we've got seasonally adjusted retail numbers that say things are wonderful, and the actual retailers are like, it's horrible out here. I mean, Walmart said, boy, they cheered Walmart. And for Walmart, it was a decent number. Of course, it got revised so low, they jumped over. You know what their same-source sales increased? And by the way, you know, Walmart closed 170 stores this year. So the uh, the stores that were remaining open, they got a one percent increase in sales. One percent. Even even the Federal Reserve's lousy inflation data number is greater than one percent. So really, I mean, the prices went up about one percent at Walmart, and and if you stripped out gasoline. That was 20% of the 1%, by the way, gasoline. Because obviously it went, it's up a dollar a gallon from where it was, you know, the the month, the previous month. And that was, that was, that, you would have thought that, wow, the whole world's been saved. But when you actually look at it, not a very good number. That's why, you know, the Dow's down 150 points plus. Because they're like, I don't know what the Federal Reserve's doing. Sales are terrible. The consumer's dead. And they're talking about raising rates. But gold was 1050 in December. Hit the low when the Federal Reserve raised rates for the first time. Gold went from 1050 to $1,300. Now they're talking about doing it again. I mean, what the? I I've always said that the gold will go even higher if they raise rates again. But I still I can't believe they're going to do it again. All right, I just I can't my my puny little brain can't wrap my head around what it is that these people could possibly be thinking. 
You know, the only thing I can come up with is, you know, they say that people believe their own lies. If they tell them enough, they believe their own, you know, their own BS. Uh, the George Costanza philosophy on telling the truth. <laughs> if you believe the lie, well, then it's not a lie. And I think this is what's happened. The only data they want to believe is the seasonally adjusted survey data. You know, the thing about a survey, it's not based on actual facts. Hey, uh, how are things? Oh, well, yeah, it's good. Oh, well, then we'll put you down for the economy's wonderful. Right? And it could have been good because who knows, right? Your boyfriend proposed to you the other day, or you found out you're going to have another baby, or who knows why it was good. Oh, did you mean about the company? Because we're getting ready to close down. Apparently, the survey didn't call sports authority, right? We'll finish that thought when we get back. Final segment coming up, Patriot Radio News Hour. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment on a Thursday. Tomorrow, Friday, Eric will be in. Grandpa will be in. Uh, It's going to be an exciting show, I'm sure of that. Quick look here at the markets a day after the Federal Reserve released the minutes from their previous meeting and said that, uh, hey, if the data gets better, we're going to raise. Uh, the Dow is down 165 points now. The Nasdaq's down 20. The, or the Nasdaq's down 55. The S&P's down 20. Uh, gold's down 20 at $1,253 in change. Or five and change, depending on where you look. Most of that was, most of that loss occurred after uh, gold closed in New York yesterday. Uh, that's why if you go out to allamericangold.com, you'll say gold's not down twenty, gold's down five, uh, but it's down twenty from when uh, it closed in New York yesterday. Twelve hundred fifty-three dollars. Silver uh, down seventy cents, sixteen dollars and forty cents. Today's special. U.S. $20 gold pieces, thirteen ninety-five, And then rolls of U.S. Silver Eagles, $405 a roll. If you buy a case or 25 rolls or more, $400 a roll, which would bring a case right to 10000 delivered at 800 951 Zero five nine two, and like I said, the only thing I can think of is they believe their own lies, right? They've lost sight of what the actual data truly is, and when you think about uh, whether it be retail sales, whether it be jobs, all of those numbers that they use are survey numbers that get seasonally adjusted. I saw a thing on Market Watch; they try to claim the spike in and jobless claims has to do with uh, spring break. That gets seasonally adjusted. I don't know, you know, I guess, it, well, if we can spin the news one way or another to make it fit so everyone will believe us, I guess that's what they do. Uh, but we could see something, you know, the last time they raised a quarter of a point gold jump, 250 bucks. I mean, could we see 1550 on another rate hike? I, I can't see why not. I mean, you sit there, you think about uh, already 
Wall Street uh, wiping away all the gains for the year, going back into negative territory, and you're hearing all the chatter about get ready, it's going back to the February lows, and I believe if the Fed actually goes through with this, that's exactly, it'll go, it'll go even lower than that. Because the realities are, when just look at Wall Street, it's such a great indication, because Wall Street really is the debt market. And you look at what all of these companies are saying, from Goldman Sachs to J.P. Morgan to B of A to Deutsche to Merrill Lynch, they're cutting jobs, they're cutting pay, they're cutting bonuses. Why? Because the debt markets are dead. Right? There's no growth in the debt market. Nobody's buying back. You know, you heard uh, uh, Biederman and Trim Tabs. No one's buying their stock back anymore. Uh, no one's buying out other companies anymore. And no one's out there really looking to create any new job growth, but, you know, by building factories and plants and all the rest. I just don't get it. But you know what? Don't fight. You know what they say? Don't fight the feds. Don't fight the feds. Call Patriot 800-951-0592. We'll talk to you in one more day to the end of the week. Everyone have a great Thursday. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.